I'll cut, whatever. <laughs> we just need to say something funny for the cold open. Oh. 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 Cold open. No. I refuse. Hey everybody, welcome to Fight Forever. This is a show about wrestling. Oh yes it is. I am Zach and he is Colin. Oh, why'd you introduce me? I hate that. <laughs> uh, I'm chomping your steez, man. Shut up, Zach. You're terrible. Hey, I, you, you can't. Why would you do that? That's such a mean Because thing. Corey Graves is my hero. <laughs> Shut up, Phillips. Shut up, Saxton. Oh, yeah, he didn't yell at Tom anymore. I'm so sad. Because no. he was yelling at us the whole time. <laughs> oh. he, he done moved up, and now it's Michael Magimnus. <laughs> it's, yeah, Michael Magimnus and Percy, Percy what's-his-face. Corey Graves is now hanging with Sexton and Maggle Cole. He's hanging with Mr. Cooper. <laughs> All right, uh, so what do we do on this garbage show anyways I um talking well, about the garbage we talk about things that happened this week in wrestling oh okay all right so this da da da, da this week in wrestling uh, uh so we had the elimination chambre yeah I, on well, sunday so eliminate 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 no so beyonce had a lemonade chamber on this weekend um what did we think about that um uh, the Elimination Chamber match was, like, the best one I've ever seen, personally. And uh, the rest of it uh, was not that great. It was basically a one-show, uh, one-match card. Um, yep. Again, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say any of the other matches were out-and-out, out, like, terrible. Terrible? But... Really? Yeah, really. I'm going to be drinking this Tapa Chico. fucking cap off, then. I thought you were a goddamn professional. Keep going. I thought you were a professional. Yeah, I can't cover you. I can vamp if you don't make any goddamn noise. Piece Keep of going. shit. Keep going. I'm fucking furious. You see what I have to work with, people? You see what I have to work... Not just work with. Not just work with. I have been carrying this son of a bitch his entire fucking life. This is what I have to do. He does this to me. Yeah, but I need my mineral water. Okay, good. <laughs> and you, you expect just... me to perform? <laughs> I, can't, I can't work if I don't have my mineral water. <laughs> I can't just drink tap like the rest of middle America. For everyone who likes some good uh, drinking ASMR, uh, just listen to this real quick before we continue. No, um, no, don't. Oh. Mm. I really hope that that made everyone want to pee. I'm going to go cringle some paper. Uh, it was not a terrible pay-per-view. All of the boring, useless matches weren't at least awful. Um, I am sort of grading on a curve here, but... Eh, well, you know. okay, so I, I exaggerate. Um, to me, it was just the first hour 
of this pay-per-view sucks a real big old donkey nuts. Nah, well, yeah, okay. So, um, pre-show, Mojirale, uh wins custody of Zack Ryder from Kurt Hawkins. Yes. This is very sad. It's a very sad day indeed. Very sad. Cause, What's uh, happened to Kurt Hawkins? Um, I don't know. Uh, you're, you're, uh, he had to face the facts, I guess, that he wasn't going anywhere with that gimmick. And it's time to face the facts. <laughs> You'll never see me. <laughs> You'll on never the main see card. me on TV again. <laughs> I'll never be on television. Um, yeah. And I don't know what else. What else was there worth talking about? I thought. I thought on Becky, the pre-show. No. No. Oh, are you talking about on the actual card? No, I mean they talk about, just in general, like. Um. So Becky and Mickey were all right. Uh, yeah, okay. I think that Becky is difficult to get behind. Yeah, you're irrational, unjustifiable, unquantified, and uh, secretly uh, motivated by jealousy of her wonderful, uh, sultry pipes. Your uh, distaste of Becky Lynch is duly noted. And I just... Still discarded. I just don't like her all that much and I want to I want to really bad like the steampunk thing is cool the fact that she's a sultry voiced Irish lass is really cool um Ahem. Irish last kicker Irish last kicker as she says but um it's just not I don't know there's just something about Becky Lynch that I have a like hard time getting behind and her winning against Mickey makes no sense because the entire card of female faces won, which therefore makes no heel versus face for a title run. No, not necessarily, because it's a lot easier for a heel to get heat on somebody. They just have to, I don't know, hit them from behind with, yeah. a, with a break or something. I don't know. It's just... Mickey James, uh, and the funniest bit about this match to me, uh, was that they kept, they couldn't decide what the narrative was, um, because they kept going with, oh, uh, Mickey James is really rusty in the ring, that's why she's not doing so good against Becky Lynch, and then, like, about halfway through that you could tell that somebody backstage was like, okay, this is an insult to everyone's intelligence, like, there are other... Uh, wrestling companies out there uh, and that she has wrestled for pretty much all of them for the past seven years. So, yeah. Well, and even then, they're not even uh, acknowledging the fact that she fought Asuka. Yeah, I was going to say, you NXT takes complete place in a different universe. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That was weird, but whatever. It's Well, JBL was just like, yeah, I mean, they wrestle other places, Otunga. Start, like, start caring for yeah, once, you yeah, fuck. David. You bastard. <laughs> but oh well. Who gives a shit? It was an okay enough match. Um, and what happened next in that, uh, what, Dolph? Was that next? Yeah, Dolph loses to Kalisto. By the way, one of the two matches that you got wrong. Actually, these two matches are what put me over in our predictions game, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right, that's right. We are currently sitting one-to-one. I'm still beating your ass because of Royal Rumble. Doesn't matter, dude. Ooh. We're not going by lifetime uh, score Ooh. here. Ooh. Ooh. Nah, dude. Um, yeah, uh, this um, Dolph Dolph beat uh, got beat by. Yeah, Dolph lost to Kalisto and Apollo Cruz. 
in a hard-fought, uh, babyface-making uh, moment for a two-on-one match against these two... Wait for it. <gasps> Uncharismatic botch lords. Capable, underutilized workers. Uncharismatic botch lords. You keep trying. That's never. I'm gonna put over. that on a fucking shirt. No, you. And it's gonna have. It's gonna have Kalisto. Right up Apollo there. Cruz. Right up there in the Hall of Fame of bad wrestling T-shirts with slap nuts and the fucking Sin Cara just stain thing. Sorry, AJ Styles had the Justine. Sin Cara had a penis. Yep. Enzo Amore will be on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> talking uh, talking about Joe, but we'll get to, we'll talk about that Justine later. Yep. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I still. Dolph uh, is still a loser, but he's a bastard, so he'll you know he'll get his heat back after the fact. And he cracks his ankle, and they're kind of going with that story. I guess. I just want. Dolph Ziggler's gimmick like it's funny because for the longest time I wanted him to just lose his shit and just beat the fuck out of people and start like putting people in the sleeper hold and making them pass out like Samoa Joe style um but now that I realize that's a gimmick better save for actual Samoa Samoa Joe Joe, yes um and also now he's done that and he's losing it and he's beating people up with chairs and that's cool I guess but uh, now that I've seen that I now want his character to just be, uh, because he's so over more as a face now trying to be a heel, and I just want that to be his actual gimmick now, because he's the only one who can. Like, he can use terms like Mark, he can use terms like heel, so we should just have him get up there and he's just like, well, I'm a heel now, so boomy. Mm. (laughs) Your sports team sucks. <laughs> he just says the thing that's like, "Where are we in Philadelphia? Uh, what, what what's the team for the Philadelphia the Eagles? Um, the Eagles suck." I'm really glad you had that because I completely blanked. I was like, "Seventy uh, 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 Sixers, shit." <laughs> um, if if he just does that the entire time. Or, you know, just other things where he just comes out and he's just like, um, well, uh, that guy you like is bad. Yeah. And I'm good. Well, I don't know. They they never quite seem to know how they how they want to handle kayfabe around Dolph because he was the one that was wearing the kayfabe t-shirts, that mm-hmm. ill-fated, short-lived line of t-shirts where it said, like, Mark and uh, Smark and Jabroni and Heel and Over and just... It was the cheapest cash in for I think he was doing he was had a web segment or something at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever. Dolph's Dolph's a guy and he should do that though. I want him to move off we into We have already fucking talked more about Dolph than Well, we because really needed to. he's worth talking about. No, he's not. He gives 110% yeah, to okay, everything. Yeah, he gives exactly. 110%, but really they should be doing better by Cruz and Callisto, but I'll be happy with just cruise. Just cruise. Whatever. Whatever. Callisto. Dolph can... is fine. Dolph's mid card for yeah. life. It's cool. Um, speaking of somebody who should be mid card for life. Okay, but that's just mean. That's, that's just mean. How rude. Uh, Naomi won. Yeah, whatever. No, this is. I mean, who cares? Uh, it just she makes... won because WrestleMania's in her, her hometown. hometown. Yeah, no, whatever. You need that. 
whatever, that's fine. Promo- yeah. Hey, guess what? Promotion exists. It's a part of the job. Yep. I mean, it's a nice little yeah come up for you. Know? Yeah, no. She after having to be a funkadactyl for a couple of years, and then uh, I, you don't remember Oksana? Uh, <laughs> oh boy, Oksana, uh, one of the greatest shoot fighters in uh, WWE history. And I say that because she literally just dropped a knee on her fucking face and broke her orbital. Oh, jeez. So she was out for like months and months and months. It was bad. Um, but yeah, it's good for her. Uh, this was fine. The shit that went down with the women on Monday was a little weirder in this context, but... Yeah, but, you know... Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. The thing, the moment in this match that was uh, just, you know, I... Again, like, all of this that we're talking about right now has been garbage. Um, The funniest part to me is when Naomi uh, does her little uh, split-leg moonsault. And uh, you could tell that the spot was supposed to have... Alexa Bliss was supposed to put her knees up, but she just forgot. So it actually connected... Yeah, and I thought, oh, that's the end of the match, and then for some reason it just kept going. Like Alexa just immediately no sold it and got up, and then you know she lays her out and then tries to do that little what's her what's her finisher called the sparkle uh, whatever <laughs> the sparkled star press. It used to be the um, I was the starkle with starkle the starkle. Uh, it is the twisted bliss. Um. Yeah. Whatever it is. Uh, she goes for that. Her moon salt. Yeah. Dip. She goes for that, and then uh, Naomi puts her knees up, and then Naomi jumps up to do her split-legged moon salt again, and you could tell that Alexa wasn't in position this time. Yeah. So she, she Naomi landed some, directly on her fucking hip. Fucking sh- yeah, some real <laughs> fucking shoot knees there. It was, Ooh. Yeah, it was some. That hurts. Yay. Just watching it. Whatever. Um, but that's pretty much the only remarkable spot I can say. That yeah, was fine. Good um, for her. Good for her. Uh, and uh, also unremarkably garbage. Uh, the tag team turmoil match. Ooh, tag team turmoil. <laughs> Thank you, Moro. <laughs> What's your pop culture reference of the week? <laughs> um, uh, Migos. Oh wait, that was last week. That was last week, Moro. <laughs> Quick, you're losing them. <laughs> ho, ho. No, Moro actually had a great thing during the Ziggler match where he goes, Oh my God, they just put Ziggler on airplane mode. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, uh, it's something you accidentally do when you don't mean to because yeah. silence would do the trick, but, you know, you just fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh man, God, Moro, don't and ever, don't ever leave. He has not given a fuck. He called it hell in a cell on accident uh, during the pay per view. He fucking he couldn't get the name of the tag team turmoil thing right. He was like elimination tag. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, shut up. Seven man tag team. Oh, Bro, we can't we can't even talk straight when we're in my fucking apartment once a week. Like, yeah, but I, I, you know, we have people editing, and we also, and by people, I mean you. Yeah, I. Edit. And also, we don't get paid for this. Yeah, I know. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, Moro, tag team turmoil. Oh, I said it. Oh, Moro. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, it's cool. We're American Alpha's strong. 
they're I don't know whatever booked real strong yeah this is good this way is good. strong I mean they set it up for um DIY to come out well that's no no I I told you that's they have we have months to go for that no. um they no correct me if I'm wrong but they never cross paths with the Usos who I think they're setting up they, for their next they have though no not in that match though. Yeah, they didn't in yeah. in that match. No, no, I understand that they still had their like thing before Jay got yeah. injured. I fucked up your year. knee. Yeah, 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 that whole thing. Now, yeah, whatever, that'll be fine. We gotta keep them strong, strong, roaring baby faces. Cool. Whatever. And way to go, the Ascension. Hey, way to go! They remembered you guys work here, and they almost gave you something, and then didn't. And Daniel Bryan called you Rick Victor. Rick Victor. Rick Victor, which I like. I mean, that's a good name, but it's, like, not for that yeah. character. Not at all for that no, character. No, it's clearly a holdover when he was someone completely different than FCW. <laughs> um, And then Nikki versus Natalia was okay. pretty good. Who was right there? Who was right? <sighs> I told you. I told you. Those girls leaned into it. Okay. So... Something clicked for me in during this match that didn't before. Because the narrative of this, to me, has been way too reality TV show-esque and way too, you know, based um, off of, like, eh, when, yeah, I'd, I'd be fucking John Cena. What, what, really, what really ended up clicking for me in this was that... It's about Natalia saying Nikki Bella isn't a real wrestler. And Nikki Bella throughout this entire match was throwing in so many submission holds and was, you know, really just working as a real wrestler. She kind of suddenly learned how to wrestle in this past. Oh, oh, well, okay. No. I just mean that she really showed off some technical skill. Okay. Um, in this match, and it worked out for her. Well, so, but now the results of the yeah, match okay. are still garbage. Well, that was the double countouts weird, and then they. J- but okay, listen, I know why they did that. Uh, so the fact is, is that Na- uh, Natalia had said before, "You're not a wrestler. You're just here because of John." That had been a whole fucking thing. They had set that up. That had been a through line for quite a while now the fact that you like never picked it up and you only seem to zero in on the reality angle show which was which is the icing on that particular cake the whole it's what they seem to zero in on in the past few weeks because they'd already established everything about you're not a real wrestler you're not a real wrestler everything you have is because of John Cena oh and by the way were I interested I could take that away from you too this feud was just going on for way too long week after week okay that's we, really what it was. Well, here's the deal. Would we rather blow through feuds too quick? I kind of enjoy the pace of people actually... Now, I don't think every program needs to be this long, but I enjoy when you have time to actually kind of develop a storyline and a, a meaningful, realistic, believable animosity between two characters. I agree, and I want that kind of mortal enemy vibe, but the issue here was that I feel like it lost sight of what it needed to be. Well, so I think I kind of gelled... I took some time and I really kind of marinated on it and what, what wrestling has to be. Everyone is comic book characters. 
everyone all of your characters have to be a recognizable platform for established symbols and storylines and characteristics that we've already established but they have mm. to be able to be used in a brand new context at the drop of a hat so like yes Peter Parker is always Spider-Man except when he isn't and Spider-Man is Miles Morales and mm. back and forth and all the other shit so like you know they are a, a new ish version of them every time you face them but right. when you get to build up on it it kind of helps and makes it like I don't know it gives it teeth for me so people can always hate each like there can be forever feuds or forever disagreements but you know actually letting those things kind of cook and grow and have a natural arc and payoff was really nice except of course this is still wrestling and it's not always about logical endpoints. It's about, oh, what do, we, what do we have to do next? But this, there wasn't a logical payoff to this. No, well, no. The logical payoff is is that she tumped into Maurice backstage, and that caused her to not come out to accompany Miz at the Elimination Chamber match at the end of the night. So that's how they start the ball rolling on, allegedly, John and Nikki versus Miz and Maurice. Again. You, you tell the story just enough to get it nah, to the 95-yard line, and then immediately run, go do something else, because it's fucking soap opera, and nothing can ever end, so. Yeah, but, I don't know, uh, Nikki has some fucking alleged tingling in her limbs. You know, yeah, you know, Melt says that that is probably just time off, it isn't necessarily a retirement retirement. Yeah. Um, and that's what everybody thinks is it's just going to be that she's going to go to part timing. Um, I mean, look, that would be good. I don't. I'm I'm very happy for any time, any time anyone can get out of the business having made a decent amount of money. I'm happy for him. So good job. Maybe old uh, John Boy will propose at WrestleMania. I don't. I. It's, I don't know. <laughs> You know, I'm, John is a weird divorcee, you know, like yeah. he's a weird well, and he's a of. big, sad man. He's a very big, sad man. And I can't wait to see them not follow up on any of that and never acknowledge yep. it on television. Um, But, you know, also speaking of. Sad men. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say sad men, big sad. I was actually going to talk about uh, somebody who has a new beginning. New exactly. beginnings. That's your chosen segue. Yes. The, since we were talking about that, let's talk about my boy Luke Harper. Luke. Because I am proud of him. Hey! He did what? He did a couple of those. Yeah. Hey. Uh, I can't he, tell if it's like, like uh, someone's kicking a mule or like... He's trying to be uh, do Zelda voiceovers. Hey, hey! I <laughs> know uh, it was super cool. It was a good match. I like Luke Harper. He is sort of um, benefiting a lot from the actual storytelling and setup that they have given the Wyatt breakup this time. Yes, because you know, because Vince didn't get to fucking micromanage this, and by micromanage, I mean, oh, they're breaking up this week. I'm done. I'm sick of them. He's a vintner. He likes Rubik's Cubes. The end. Go. Uh, it's a good match. Well, my one thing with this, though, is... Um, I mean, it makes sense. Uh, if Orton's going to be the main event of WrestleMania, then Luke Harper needs 
to be, you know, the one to lose this. Um, yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, like, I guess my issue here is to really put him in as a great face. I felt like he also needed the win. Like he, he did well. Like he looked good in this, even though he still lost. Yeah. It just, it would have been so much nicer for him as a character to win it. Well, yeah, but then again, it's, you got to look at the totem pole. Right. Randy Orton's got to be the bigger face. He needs the momentum more. Well, and Luke Harper is, you know, he's still Luke Harper to them. Yeah. And that's what he's always going to be. Well, it's going to take time for him to be a different kind of Luke Harper. You know, it's really fucking funny because when I put on SmackDown this week, watching SmackDown, um, mom came through, uh, and what did mother have to say? Well, she looked at the TV and then like, you know, Randy Orton was on the TV and she just goes like, he's hot. I realized, oh yeah, that's why they push Randy. Yeah, dude. Because the women are Randy for him. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's a. Do you want to follow up on that story about your your mystery wrestler Uber driver? Because I mean, well, this is a moment. That's the perfect segue, if anything. Oh well, I mean, <laughs> I'm prompting you to finish out that story. Finish out that story. Well, I mean, it's a. I mean, okay, so in in Pensacola, my uh, my Uber driver uh, happened to be um, happened to be uh, Matt Anawaii, um, because you know when he pops up on the phone, he's just Matt, you know, driving his big ass car, and we get in, it's this huge dude, and you know, I did start- he introduce himself as? Matt and Hawaii or just Matt? Just Matt. Okay, well... Um, you know, he's just... You know, I was just like, are you Matt? Yeah. You know, I get in and, you know, he takes us downtown. And then uh, we start talking. I'm talking about how I'm, you know, doing a... You know, doing a show that night. And he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll come. I'm I'm a performer as well. I went, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, I'm a wrestler. I went, oh, I mean, I could believe that. Looking at, you know, looking at how big <laughs> you, you are, you, dude. You're, you um, be, you're a big, strong boy there, Matt. Yeah. And then, uh, also, and then, you're wearing that weird mask. And then I went, so where, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. Where, where did you work? And then he goes, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I worked in WWE for a little bit. So the moment you said I'm a wrestling fan, he's like, oh my god, he just rolled his fucking. Yeah, mask. I mean, I he mean, died a little inside. I mean, maybe, but what made him probably die a little inside is that you know he goes, I wrestle for WWE, and I went, holy shit. I went, wait, what? What was your name? And then he goes, Rosie. And then I just started laughing my ass off. And everybody's just kind of looking at me like, what? I loved Rosie. And then I was just like, the hurricane and Rosie. And then and then he starts laughing. And then I just went, son of a bitch, you're Roman Reigns, brother. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, shit. <laughs> and um, actually, I think later that night, yeah, later that night was Hell in a Cell. His his brother was up for a title shot, and uh, yeah, I mean he he was a cool guy. But what was really funny was you know I started to explain you know well I mean you sort to of everyone ex- you explained how the rest of the car like yeah this is you showed them Roman Reigns and like this is what a wrestler yeah. should look like yes this is yes. this is what Vince McMahon wants a wrestler to look like here's what the current Universal Champion looks like and they're like oh he looks like you, you. um 
And I'm like, yeah, and that's why people like Kevin Owens. And, and then, you people know. People like me like booing yeah. him. And why people like me love. And Matt goes, yeah, uh, you know, guys hate Joe. And then the women love him. Ladies love Roman Reigns. Um, and it's real. I mean, and that's why he pushes it. Ladies love John Cena. Ladies love Randy Orton. LL Ray. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they love Randy. They love Cena. They love Roman. So you gotta embrace that, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's a fucking, there's a bunch of different people. You gotta have different people on the card to serve different roles, to do different jobs. And I don't mean that in the wrestling sense. I mean, just in like. Like, you, you have to have people for different audiences. Like, we like Owens and Joe because they're fat pieces of shit who hit mm. real hard. Um, Bailey is just a big, grown-up little girl that everyone likes. And then um, Roman uh, Roman Reigns and Randy Orton are eye candy. Yeah, I mean, they look like it, they look like fucking Aquaman and, like, every other guy you see on TV. Did, you, did you ever see the gif where Randy, <laughs> Randy Orton was posing out? He was doing his pose out like right against the barrier into the right next to the crowd and someone ran up and licked his nipple (laughs) i haven't seen that this woman runs up licks his nipple and he like immediately is like okay fuck this and (laughs) walks back into the ring it was yeah okay we're done okay i'm out of here i'm done (laughs) i am not dealing with this right Um, now but you know, I want the reason why I want Luke Harper to win is because he looks He's a like a big ugly hairy man. Yeah, well, I mean, he just looks like the typical guy who works at a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> he, he could be a fucking fry cook at your work. Yeah, he really could. I work with that guy. <laughs> that dude's our cellarman. Yeah, no, it's cool. And he's, Zellerman, I want him to have a gimmick as a cellarman in a brewery. Hi, I work at a microbrewery. I just wanted to go craft beer. Craft beer. Mm. The difference between mm. a porter and a stout is the porter is less full-bodied. Mm, mm, fruity esters. Mm. <laughs> What's mm. your favorite Ooh. IPA? Mm, mm, mm. His finish will be the diacetyl bomb. <laughs> See, that's right. That's one for my brewing industry buds. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Inside, inside baseball. Um, and uh, yeah. I mean, ultimately though, I'm proud of Luke Harper. Um, so now let's move into the main event here because that's the thing that's it was the most very we're good. It was really, 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 really good, and oh. they actually thought it through, basically to a T. Yes, they this did. was like engineered to go perfectly well because uh, whatever uh, uh, Bray Wyatt won. We all know. Yep. Um, we all knew that was coming, but Ambr- we still all cheered it. Ambrose took out Corbin, but Corbin took him out. So they're at each other's throats. So that's mm-hmm. your IC program. You got Miz a shitty elimination taking out Ambrose after Corbin fucked him up. So that kind of pays off. That again, continues their sort of rivalry. Um, Pays that out, and then uh, I don't know who took out Miz. Whatever, fuck it, who cares? Um, um, it was Cena. Cena, that makes sense. Whatever. Uh, but Wyatt got pins on both the for- the last two former champs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was it was really good. He they did they've done a lot to build him, uh, help pay and pay through. They've done a lot to help build him through this. Yes, and yeah, way way to go because. Wyatt coming through with uh, Sister Abigail like being booked so much stronger than it was before. 
Yeah, um, they don't let people kick out of that now. They were like, yeah, yeah, no, it's real good. And you know, it makes me wish that they'd done it three years ago. <laughs> well, not that. Um, it just makes it all the more noticeable to me that Styles Clash is now a really weak move. Um, because you know, I was actually talking about this with uh, somebody at my work today. This yeah. dude came in. Uh, with a Ricky the Dragon steamboat shirt. And you were like... And I was like, hey! Wrestle bro! Yeah, and I talked to him for a minute, and I was talking about, um, you know, how Sister Abigail is now, like, this really strong move. And then the guy goes, yeah, but it's bullshit that John Cena kicks out of the Styles Clash every time. And I just thought about it, I was like, yeah. Well, whatever. No, that is bullshit. No, it's it fucking... How many, how many uh, FUs did Styles kick out of? Yeah, but that's just a standing fireman's carry. Who gets fucking... It's a fucking arm trap flapjack bullshit. Shut up, man. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, but the it's Undertaker's AJ Styles. finisher is he grabs you by the throat and you jump. Don't fucking... That's like, Kane. It's just, it was also the Undertaker. Yeah, but Taker does the tombstone. Whatever. Yeah, it's a standing fireman's carry. Oh, that wouldn't hurt in real life. Shut the fuck up, dude. Come I mean, on. it still kind of would hurt. They're kicking out of each other's fucking finishers. It's true. It's true. Yeah, no. See, but AJ listen, Styles is a better wrestler. Well, okay, whatever. Who fucking cares, dude? <laughs> Cena, I love him more. It's fine. But, uh, but don't you talk shit about Big Match John. Look, Cena kicks out of the Styles Clash. Styles kicks out of the AA. Wyatt kicks out of the both of them, and because Wyatt's hot right now, no one kicks out of Sister Abigail. This is pretty standard. Yeah, and it's cool. Yeah, it's good. It's just... I'll get to this in a moment, but I'm noticing a pattern in all these big SmackDown matches. Like, WWE has a uh, very specific style uh, in terms of what is a quote-unquote good match with them. Yeah, why is his name AJ Styles when there's only one of them? Jokes. Um, but yeah, Wyatt's champ, everyone knew, but we're all happy about it. So that's real nice. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a very good payoff. I like how they've redesigned it. Like, it's cool. I like it's squarier, it's taller, it's boxier. People can like actually stand on top of the pads or on top of the little chambers and do spots. And because of that like rubber matting on the yeah. outside, it's like people can do better spots. I feel Motherfucking like Cena doing all these spots where he's climbing up and like falling off of you know the side of the walls and jumping off the top of the pods like whoa dude yeah no they they had their working pants on it was good it was very good go match go check it out um and Wyatt wins it like we all figured uh so uh we will see how they develop this on Smackdown but before then we unfortunately have to talk about Raw. Not unfortunately. It, no, this is actually a good Raw. This was a very good Raw. Yeah. I usually dread it, but this was a good Raw. And we're going to get back, back to, to it bed. after this music break. It's the Brack Show starring me. I'm Brack. It's the Brack Show. And I've got lots of good guests. Step right up, please, and behold the knobby knees of the king of the knee bones. Better sit back 20 feet or his knobby knees will eat you up. Don't, don't, don't. One is big and one is hairy. One of them is really scary. Anyway. Monday Night Raw. 
<laughs> Monday Night Raw. All right. Um, Roman start. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think Roman starts off with Stephanie, which makes okay. the, my so, absolute no. most hated beginning. No. Was that last week? No, no. Is that next week? Is that every night in my waking nightmares? Every night in your waking nightmares. All right, good. good. No. JBL. I can't tell the, the best difference thing, anymore. The best thing is the theme music to Ryan's. And then suddenly we hear Stephanie McMahon's theme music and JBL, the voice from hell itself, says, You know it's going to be a good show when Stephanie McMahon comes out. Um, <laughs> Colin? JBL's on SmackDown. Is, is he? Ah, shit. <laughs> Who was it? Who was it that said it? Probably Byron. Was it, if was we're it Byron? To or was it Corey Graves? It was How one dare of those you? Fucks. How dare you mistake? God damn it! I, I, it's just because it's. I think that it's JBL because he's he's the one that says horrible things. Um, <laughs> and can't walk straight without falling over his own feet. And he's Trip Bradshaw. Trip Bradshaw. It was Trip Bradshaw who said it. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck everyone. Fuck the show. <laughs> so Raw starts off with Stephanie McMahon talking to Roman Reigns, and I'm very glad. Well, I and Roman Reigns comes out later. And Roman Reigns comes out, and he's like, "Hey, I want to fight Braun Strowman." And then Steph's like, "No, you can't fight him. You can't, because and you, you men are terrible. And they emasculate you." And then okay. Roman's like, "Roman's like, oh, well, um, okay." But I won't fight him. And then she's like, well, if you... He's gonna fight Mark Henry tonight. And if you come out during that match, then you ain't even gonna fight in WrestleMania against The Undertaker. Play a player. Are you having an aphasia, Colin? <laughs> I just stroked out. Should I'm sorry. I call someone? <laughs> so the note here says Roman gets his ass beat by Strongman. Good raw so far. Explain to me how we got here, because I didn't watch this part. <laughs> like, listen, any, okay. anytime... So... I have a 20-minute rule surrounding Stephanie McMahon and Roman Reigns. So, here's what happens. I don't watch for 20 minutes before or um, after, if I can help it. So, they have they have a match, and it's... Uh, first of all, uh, at the end of that segment... Um, at the end of that segment between Stephanie McMahon and Roman... The club comes out. Oh, uh, that's right. They have a handicap match yes. uh, against Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns uh, basically buries them. Uh, but then they leave before they get speared. Um, so I guess that's good. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, they they DQ themselves and then and then leave before they get speared. Um, and then uh, afterward, uh, Braun Strowman has a match against Mark Henry, uh, which is not a good match. Because I mean the whole, I, they they got their story across there, which is Braun Strowman picks him up to do the world's strongest slam, and then he can't hold him up. He falls over, and then Strongman picks him up and does said, the running power slam. Yeah, Henry picks up Strowman for the world's strongest slam. Yes. Yeah, he said Strowman. Sorry, Strowman lifts himself. Oh my god. Yeah. Is there? Can Henry picks up Strowman, then Strowman, and then fails, and then Strowman picks up Henry, and then does the running power slam. Colin. Could God make Mark Henry so heavy that Braun Strowman cannot lift him up? Yes. Okay. 
That's that's precisely what happened. I mean, that's exactly. That's literally what I just. <laughs> that's literally what I just said. Were you listening, and or the, were you just trying to make that joke? I mean, that's not even really a joke. Like it's really generous um, of like. And then, uh, and then basically, Strowman pins Henry, and everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, oh, it's a good match." <laughs> I don't know why the entire audience is is Moro. Well, listen. Ooh. Suddenly, thousands of more Ornalos. <laughs> Mamma mia! Oh my god, it's spreading. <laughs> he was just um, patient zero. And, uh, <laughs> patient zero. Um, Roman Reigns comes out and is like, Hey, well, the match is over now, so I'm gonna fight you. Believe that. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, he jumps up, and then Strowman, uh, basically, like, he lines Strowman up for spear, and then Strowman just picks him up and power slams him. Cool. And it's nice. Yeah, it's good. Good job, Strowman. Um, and then out of the, did, so did you catch um the Bo Dallas New Day fight? No, I blinked it. I missed it. Yeah, that's actually what. So the New Day comes out, and they are promoting ice cream bars. They have ice cream bars now. I think they're about to, because okay, they come okay. Out, CM Punk couldn't get ice cream bars. But the New Day. The fucking New Day. New Day. That's but, cool. Good for them. I'm very but, happy for them. Good job, But the guys. New Day come out and they say, hey, we've got blueprints to an ice cream machine to make ice cream bars. And they get the folder of the blueprints and they're like, I, you know, and everybody's like, yeah, I have fucking ice cream. <laughs> I can't tell if I like or hate this. And then, and then Bo Dallas is in the ring. Um, is he still doing his like political believe in boat? Yeah, he's, he's still got the sign. His up. gimmick is a yard sign. Yes, that's all that it is, just a yard sign. Um, but uh, Kofi fights Bo. Bo uh, subdues Kofi for a moment, and then he comes out of the ring and starts dancing along with the New Day. And then you know they start dancing with him, and everybody's kind of having a good time. And then Bo immediately takes the blueprints to the ice cream machine and tears it up. Um, and they're all panicking, going, "No, heel. no!" And everybody, yeah, just booing the shit out of Bo Dallas. And then, uh, and then Kofi Kingston delivers the uh, the what was this finisher? The SOS. The, I think the. I think the SOS is his flippy roll-up. I think the Trouble in Paradise is the kick. Um, he did the SOS on okay, him. Okay. And then, uh, and then Bo gets pinned, and then they shoved Bootios down his throat. That got violent real <laughs> yeah, it quick. it fucking did. Like, they opened his mouth and shoved it down his throat. <laughs> what was the... Sorry, I'm tired. I'm kind of I'm kind of rusty on my memes. What was the one about the slut by the lemon tree? The or the whore with it? Yeah, that one. That's the thing. Yeah, he took our yeah. ice cream bars, so we're gonna force feed him. Force feed him cereal. Now, listen. If you just said I made him eat bootios, like yeah. if you just heard those words, you assume it's like a, a, a violent sex act. Yeah, you do. God. Yeah, they actually made him eat bootios. I think four people to say that. Ooh. Okay. I liked ice cream machine. <laughs> Ooh. I don't like making it rain cereal flakes down his throat by force. Ooh, he made him eat bootios. I don't know why I want SmackDown commentary on Raw. <laughs> just I want Moro to narrate everything. 
my life. Moro, please. Um, do this for me. <clears throat> so, yeah, <laughs> I've, did, did you tune in after that? I'm drinking my mineral no, water. No, you can stop fucking talking while you're putting the cap back. First, Oosh. you could not put the cap back on. Or you could stop talking while you're putting the cap on so I don't have to try to fucking add it around it. Leave all of this in. I hate you. <laughs> you're the worst. So, Jack V. Neville. Yeah. First, uh, Neville delivers a backstage promo. Pretty okay. Um, which was not on Hulu. Um, but he delivers a little promo and he basically says TJ Perkins is more of a threat to him than Jack Gallagher. Yep. Uh, and then Jack Gallagher comes out and then says, Well, uh, Neville, you sound like a bit of a bloody pillock. And then he leaves. And I think that means, I think that means something in their language. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's something in their name. Talking tongue. moon man at each other. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not a hundred percent how I feel about like Jack being the guy yet. Like, He's not gonna be. Well, no, no, There's no, 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 not no, no, no. A I, mean, I mean, I mean, in the sense that you, Jack is obviously one of the only ones that's uh, over. over. But is this? Do we do this yet? Can't couldn't this have been the WrestleMania thing? I don't. I mean, I don't know what you do. I don't know. It, on oh, I say WrestleMania, it's going to be a multi-man ladder match for the cruiserweights at WrestleMania. I think we all know this. Um, mm. Oh, I God! I just wish they'd like not have spent so much time on Cedric being with that Noam Dar thing, like because you could have moved him because he's facey enough. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be good. It'll be fun to see him, and I like Jack, but. Cedric needs time to build, and this is true. Yeah, they need to get over the, uh, you know, Noam Dar right now is only getting heat because he says Alicia fucks. I like Noam Dar. <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah, he just gets away with saying fucks. <laughs> so they like him. Vince loves it, but uh, fucking, I'm I'm excited for that. No, it'll be. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it'll be good. Um. Yeah, I just so I don't know. Uh, here's here's the other thing, Zach. Is uh, it, I have some good news for you. The what, search what, party. Wait, wait! Oh my god! Okay. <gasps> so they good news, they, good news, and bad news. They first. found Eva Marie. They didn't find Eva Marie. Oh they found Emma. God. Oh, they found Emma! Yay! They found Emma. Okay. She comes out. Good. She survived. And uh, she comes out for about. Uh, you know, twenty seconds, about thirty seconds. Yep. Says it's been seventeen weeks, uh, and you all have watched the makeover from Emma to Emmalina. No, we didn't. We we didn't see anything. And we just saw now you're all going to see the makeover of Emmalina to Emma, and uh, then she leaves. And now the search party is still back on. <laughs> so that's the bad news and the good news. Okay. I um I I like this because okay so word on the street. The melts. I don't. I, I don't the melts. melts. I don't think it's the melts. I just word on the street is they were trying to angle Emma. Emmalina was supposed to be some kind of modern like sable or something, you mm -hmm. know. Which I don't know if that works nowadays. How honest question here? Is there no situation in which we can have a character, a lady character, be sexualized? And it not be uh, a positive or not a negative. No one, you know what I mean. Like, is there any situation where you can make a sable like I'm just supposed to be 
at least very a predominant part of my act is that I'm supposed to be sexually alluring. Is there any way to make that work in like today's more uh, sensitive uh, context? You know what I mean? Mm, a yes and no. It just depends because you have to use the sexuality as a way of empowerment. And even still, you're going to find people who have problems with it and yes. people who... And I mean, which is good because it's controversial that way. Well, yeah. So again, it's like, I guess, I guess here's the deal. There's a certain amount of wrestling is always going to be bad and dumb and stupid. Um, I don't know if we see the sexualization of men the same way as we do the women. Because again, it's like, oh, Orton's hot or oh, Roman Reigns is hot, and, like, sure, they're attractive guys, but, like, that kind of rolls off of me, and I don't know if that's well, just, like, and that's my privilege armor, I guess. Yeah, but, I mean, I suppose. the, the I, I, don't know, I bring this all up to say that they wanted to make her do this, like, Sable-type character, and they never liked how she did it, allegedly. It never, like, clicked with them on the house shows or whatever, so they're just backing off, which, good, at least they're not, like, sticking with this bad idea. Um... But, I don't know, I guess we were talking about Total Divas feuds and stuff, like, is it, could they do something like this so long as some of the women are doing, like, serious sports title, like, fights for belts, you know what I mean? Could this have worked if they had liked how she was performing it? Mm, maybe. I mean, I think that that's the way that, I mean, if it, if she was good at it, and if... Uh, she was really alluring and really uh, empowering. Uh, yeah. Then it could work. Um, but if it's, you know, if it's just that she's just some hot Instagram model type chick, and you know, I don't know, she doesn't need to be doing that shit. Yeah, no, you know she had I mean? a real cool thing. I liked her when she had the fucking gloves and the shoulder pads and then the fucking aviators, and she was. Emma was really cool because she was one of the early serious women wrestlers in NXT, and she had a goofy, fun, like friendly face character thing, kind of before Bailey was there. Um, and so she got mm. pulled up. That didn't work in that like pre women's revolution context. Um, so she successfully reinvented herself as like a nice heel, with um, what's her face? Who's the other blonde that just came back to help? Um. Charlotte. Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke, yeah. She was originally Dana Brooke's number two, and that was a cool, like, thing there. Um, so it was weird when they were like, oh, we're gonna make her an Instagram model again, when you had a perfectly good, like, badass heel chick thing. Yeah. Um, at least they, they aren't trying to force it. I'm just happy they're backing off of a bad idea. Yeah, that's really good. I look forward to seeing um, her debut. Redebut as Emma in July. But a uh, search party for Emma. Uh dear god if you've seen her, please, please, please call 911. Call 911. We got to get Emma back. Write your congressman. Um yeah, tell tell them to uh block block the Emma bill. Um so so, so I I want to continue gloating. Okay. Uh, hold on. I fucking call this three points from downtown. Hold on. So, what happens on Raw? Context, Zachary. No. Try it. They for watched once. it. For once in your life. Okay, so Samoa Joe has a pretty cool sit-down promo. No, before that. God damn it. 
How can I context things if I can't remember what order they mm. happened in? So Samoa Joe gets out of a limo with Triple H. And, and they kiss. And they kiss. <laughs> no, um, no, Triple H says to him, let's go to work. <laughs> and then and then they fucking go into the building. Samoa Joe delivers this interview with Maggle Cole. Um, and he says in the interview... Um, I'm not some Sami Zayn happy to be here, uh, you know, chippy motherfucker. I'm here to hurt people, and that's all that I'm after. And then uh, Maggle Cole asked him, uh, so uh, Triple H, though, uh, everybody who has ever been on his side, uh, he turns on and he, beats he, horribly he with a sledgehammer. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Joe says, well, I'm not like those guys because I'm actually good yeah, and useful. That was fucking solid. I like that. Well, I honestly, I like this rationale because this is the only time that Hunter hasn't been actively on the roster. You know what I mean? Like the idea that, oh, I, 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 I'm not going to. Joe believes H won't turn on him because H doesn't have to work week to week. Yeah. Like, I, I am this man's cat's paw. Like, I have to just... Mm-hmm. I will be doing it, so I I know I can do it. I will kill yeah. people. And how it's different also is uh, Triple H is calling himself the creator. And Joe the destroyer. And Joe is the inevitable destroyer. So, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Um. Now, he... Drop Sami Zayn's name. Sami Zayn comes out and uh, has a match with Rusev, who, oddly enough, has the same kind of body type as Samoa Joe. Isn't that weird? Um, But Sami Zayn fights Rusev. Uh, handsome Rusev, I'm sorry. Handsome and, Rusev. Um, Handsome Rusev. And, by the way, there's this at one point where... Uh, handsome Rusev does a fallaway slam and his little nose protector falls off. I love that that's his gimmick right now is just having that weird fucking headgear on his face. Well, okay, like, this this happens. Like, it's a great, like, juxtaposition because uh, they did it for Joey... Johnny Nitro, Joey Mercury. They did it for Joey Mercury when he busted his nose horribly. And you'll mm. remember dashing Cody Rhodes? Yep where he wore the, the fucking clear Phantom of the Opera mask because he was insane because he was handsome and then he busted and it was cool. I love the, I love the, I have to wear obnoxious fucking headgear, but yet I'm the handsome one thing. Yes, I'm pretty. It's, yeah, I'm pretty. It's a classic wrestling thing. And he's standing next to Lana. What was bad was that in the beginning they were just chanting, we want Lana. Um, but, I mean, as the match went on, you forget about that and you just watch them fight and yeah. Rusev was like owning Sammy and then out of nowhere Sammy gives him a halluva kick and then pins him and it's cool Sammy delivers this promo at the top of the ramp like fucking you know you know that's right Smojo you're not Sammy Zane cause I'm Sammy Zane sorry <laughs> did he actually do that did he does he does he let the Canadian show through that much? No, I'm just I I just I like make like fun these, of him being I like Canadian. These, I I I don't like when they ambush guys who aren't ready to talk. Um, yeah, like uh, Aries did to Tony Nese a couple of weeks back. But I like when they get the top of the ramp promos because that's sort of I've always enjoyed having more during match promos and stuff like where they'll cut to talking heads and shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know things to bounce around. This is a cool touch. And it allows for good setups like this. 
Yeah. Um, basically, Samoa Joe tackles him and begins beating the fuck out of him. Yep. And they make sure to not let Sammy fall sideways. Yeah. And uh, Joe fucking gives him in a, you know, puts him in the sleeper hold again. And he's like saying, it's really cool the shit that Joe was saying. Uh, yeah. You know, because... When you say my name, when you say my name, you, you put, put respect, respect on, on it. And then fucking it's, like as he's choking, he's just night, night. Yeah, like all that shit is just good. Um, but yeah, it, that was that was kind of a nice little program to be set up. Now I have to ask you: you think that that's a fast lane setup? Uh, I believe there's it's like Meltzer confirmed. Yeah, like fast lane. Fast lane. Yeah, no, I think it's a. I think it's the mania program, or not mania. It's the fast lane program because, again, he's like a scrappy, lovable underdog who will always fight no matter the odds. And Samoa Joe is an asshole who will fight. Now anyone. I've heard it's pretty much confirmed that Finn Balor will not have a WrestleMania match. Yeah, well, again, night after WrestleMania is just as impactful. Right. Um, and I'm wondering, because I don't think that they want to set up Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. You know, who is probably going to end I up mean, being the champion. I mean, he's in, in poor enough shape as it is. We don't right. need Brock to kill him. Also, you so, really think Lesnar's going to win that? I mean, yeah. I'm making faces at him, everyone. What, you think it's going to be Goldberg? I'm just saying. Goldberg is going to be done after Mania. Like, he got the title. That fucker's done. Anyways, what's what's Finn Balor? Where are you going with this? Why are we talking about things that aren't on this so, show? So, there was a picture that came out um, of Finn Balor in bed... And then in the bed next to him is Sami Zayn. They're both giving these, or not Sami Zayn, Seth Rollins. They're giving these big old thumbs up. I mean, at he's the, not injured yet. Yeah, he's not injured yet. Um, the Seth Rollins and Finn Balor are both giving these thumbs up, like, "Hey, we're recovering. It's great." And then the fucking poster in between them is Triple H. And I'm just wondering if the programs that they set up here are, you know, if there's interference from Joe. Uh, on the H. Rollins match, and Finn Balor comes out and interferes. You know, with that interference. Oh, so we can see Joe Finn again, like we just saw in NXT. Yeah, but it's good. I, mm, I have a skewed... Okay, so a little history, everyone. Uh, we get our show name from NXT Dallas, because I went to NXT Dallas. That was the first wrestling I saw in a decade and a half live. Um... And that match between Joe and Finn was not very good because Joe got busted open and they kept wiping him off. I guess Joe has herp. Oh, sorry, the hep. I guess Joe's got the hep. They don't want Finn to get it. I don't know. I don't know. They were they're they're really anal about the blood, so they kept killing the match. So like, all of my immediate like reaction for a Joe Finn return is I think kind of doesn't make sense. To recap the NXT, to just redo the NXT thing, but also I don't like that match because the one I had to see was a fucking mess. Yeah, but I mean, just if he doesn't get busted open, it'll be fine. So 
because they're both good performers. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know, but Put I think you on SmackDown already. Yeah, no, not happening, buddy. There might be a new draft. We'll see. Put Cena on Raw then. I don't care. But uh, let's talk about another match set up here. <laughs> Dearly beloved, <laughs> we gather here today, not not to uh, not to mourn a passing of our friendship, but to celebrate. The duration of one. Colin, if you would, please. I can't go on. Ooh, you're making me live now, honey. Ooh, you're making me live. You're my best friend that I've ever known. (laughs) My feelings are true. I I really love you. You're my best friend. This is fight forever. <laughs> this is fight forever. Funeral for a friendship. So this was the best segment I've seen on Raw in years, and it was devastating. It was Everyone so, knew it was coming, and it was so devastating. It was so good, and it was so devastating because it was telegraphed. Everyone knew it had to happen. It was so tragic. There was a moment where you knew Owens like accepted he had to kill Jericho tonight. Well, it was from the mo- okay. So, to give some context, what was great about it too was uh they're talking backstage about uh about the festival friendship thing. Yeah. Um and then um H is like, you know, Triple H comes up and is like, "Hey, go have a word with you." And then he grabs Owens and yeah. you know, starts talking to him. And there's a commercial they cut back and then it's uh, it's just you hear it in total silence H is talking to Kevin Owens about something and Kevin Owens looks very frightened um, and then uh, the friendship festival happens uh, Jericho comes out in a sparkly ass jacket he lo- he okay he has those he has several he's yeah. he's gone to sparkle clothes several times in his career Sparkly jacket, yes. a bunch of Vegas dancers, just this the like the silliest Tony Bennett swing music you can imagine. It was fucking great. Yes, and, and Owens is very clearly like yeah, he is not really like kind of mortified. Yeah, well, he comes through and he is like he's got this look on his and I knew right then. Like I texted you, I think as soon oh, as yeah, I saw Owens, no, it was, it was like, oh, it is ending tonight. Down tonight. And it was great. He had this this ugly, and they go through this whole thing. It's a good segment. Uh, I mean, if you saw this is your life, that that famous segment, uh, it's very similar in that. You know, yeah. it's whatever. Well, he brings out this statue, and he's like, "This statue represents." Yeah. Oh, it was a von. It's a von Guggenheim, right? Yes, it's von Guggenheim. Von Guggenheim piece. <laughs> Cost seven thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars. And then he reveals this uh, photoshopped, and I fucking. <laughs> I didn't text you, so you have to take me at my word here. But I was like, okay, he, th- that's going to be a painting, and it's going to be David and Jesus, or God, David and God, whatever. I don't know the name of that painting. Yep. 
and it's it gonna was. be it's gonna be they saw that that painting I, was, I didn't text you you called everything it was called, like really I impressive called, okay yeah well this because as soon as they were like uh, I was yeah, like it's gonna we're gonna be beat David, up Goldberg it's gonna be David and God and it's gonna be Jericho and Owens and then uh, Goldberg's gonna come out and I text you and I was like it's gonna be it's gonna be Dwayne Gill it's Dwayne Gill it's Gilberg and it was Gilberg and it was so good <laughs> and so Owens beats the shit out beats of Gilberg and then was like what the fuck man I thought they just, were gonna beat up Goldberg and Jericho's like no I just I thought the Goldberg thing was gonna be funny I just thought Gilberg would be funny yeah I'm and sorry no oh, sorry. sorry no 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 we skipped we cut over we cut over Friendship oh, the Magician f- Friendship the Magician oh yeah so Friendship comes out Friendship and the does like some really bad tricks and then uh, Kevin Owens is like well my son could do that and then Jericho's like you know what happens when you disappoint my best friend at the festival of friendship friendship you're on the list and that was the fucking hint that was like yes. oh my god oh yeah that foreshadowing right there how long have they had this thing written okay like, they they fucking did the they did the M. Night Shyamalan like okay I have my whole we have months to write this segment it is a tight, neat little package. It is a night, I'm, I'm legitimately wondering if uh, Owens and Jericho had a say in all the writing on oh, this. I'm, I know Jericho does. I absolutely am 100% sure Jericho is to the point where he's, like, allowed to do that. Yeah. So, and, okay, so the art, the ugly art, Friendship the Magician gets, and then he's like, yeah, oh, but I have Goldberg. Goldberg comes out. He beats him yeah. up, and he and then Jericho cuts his heartfelt promo, and it's, it's it it's sounds like genuine. a shoot promo. No, no, I th- really think he. I we know he actually really enjoyed working with Owens. They got along real well. They were bros, and he's like, it's been a real good year, and it was good. And then you can just tell Owens is like, okay, well, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Chris. You know, I I just. I'm really stressed with this uh, the Goldberg thing. You know, the art's good. I really appreciate. I see where you're coming from. I it's not it's nothing compared to what you got me. But here, here's something for you. And he opens the box. And it's like, oh, it's a new list. It's a new list. Hey, it's a new list of Jericho. Yeah, my list was getting beat up. My list was getting beat up, too yeah. full. Wait, why is my name on it? And he took the box out that it's the list holding the list, and it's the list of with the Kevin Owens sticker. Yeah. And then he just looks Proceeds up with this look of like the, uh, oh. it it reminds me of something like, okay, just just to compare it to a piece of Steinbeck, Joseph Steinbeck uh, of Mice and Men, um, there's the there's the ending scene just where just keep looking at the flowers. Yeah, just keep just keep looking, just keep looking at the and you know and and Lenny's just kind of got this, yeah, yeah, you know, like a lot of productions of it have this thing where Lenny just looks out and it's this he knows that he's about to get shot yeah like he just he's like okay there's George. that moment yeah. and then he just closes his eyes yeah um real, and real, there's that kind of moment from this real you know? old yeller thing yeah just this like oh shit and then Owens proceeds to fucking destroy him he does the old power bomb on the apron power thing. bomb on the apron throw him through the TV because but that was really good because again people pointed out it hallmarks back to um, uh, Michael's throwing Janetti through the barbershop window. Yes. And so it's like, yeah, throw him through the glass. Looked really great for visuals. Just demolishes Jericho six ways this Sunday. And he goes out on, he does a stretcher job for him. And this thing's fucking amazing. This is so much, this whole segment removed any doubts I think I had that... Uh, I would be upset um, with it not being for the title. 
So that list of Jericho thing had to have been, like, that had to have been planned this entire time. You know, I actually find um, wrestlers are pretty good. Wrestling can be very good about setting things up with payoffs later. Like, they don't always, you don't always get to to do it just because of the nature of the beast, how they have to, like, their productions actually work, the physical act. But when the writing is allowed to make sense, they understand a good setup and a good payoff. So it was like, okay, Jericho this whole time, um, he's like, I'm gonna get this fucking list over. I don't know. Did he, did they write this? And then he got the list over or did he get the list over and said, Hey, you know, what would be really good. Well, I always felt that the way that the list was introduced was really, uh, manufactured because it was entirely about, you know, Jericho being really pit and like, you know, petty and, you know, and just, it, it seemed a little bit like forced at first. And then just the way that Jericho plays it is so damn funny that you just had to fall in love with it. Well, and you force it enough. It gets to be a joke. Yeah. And I mean, the, you just made the last thing is just so good. And it's real good. And how he, how it turned into this catchphrase. I'm sad because I feel like that's going to be done after after this angle like Jer- the look, list of Jericho will never no, come back look, no look it'll come back for his his I think Jericho will get to do a, a, a tour of all of my gimmicks between uh, now and his retirement speech yeah I think it comes in his hall of fame speech he'll go mm. over because if you really think about it he's the most fucking reinvent myself Madonna like wrestler I think I can name that guy has been more yeah. distinct people, you know, and it was really good. And and all of them work. All of them work. But but what worked here to, to we're going to segue out of Jericho. What really needed to happen here was make Owens look like a credible threat. Yes. And he does. You get you get you don't necessarily buy that he's going to be the same physical specimen as Goldberg. Because even Goldberg, I mean, he's 50, whatever. He's a 50-year-old ex-football player. But he's still fucking Goldberg, you know? Kevin, Goldberg is not vicious. Owens is a fucking backstabbing, vicious, like, fucking monster. He's he, And is incapable of having a meaningful, meaningful relationship, relationship with anyone. Yeah. Like, the only people he trusts, I think, are... I don't know. I don't think he trusts anybody. Like, the, his family. That's it. That's the only one he won't fuck over. Yeah. And he will fuck... And he fucks over, like, his long-term friends. So, you know. Right. Give it too long and he'll 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 fucking powerbomb Owens. Owen on the... Uh, Owen Owens on the, <laughs> on the apron. Yeah. It was so good. And this, this, this sets up Owens for a... Um, a grabbing a gripping match for Jericho with Goldberg. This is perfect. It was great. Go watch it. Go watch it. Good job, bro. God damn, man. Okay. Chuck Taylor said it best. Sorry to cut you off. Oh. Chuck Taylor said it best. When wrestling's bad, uh, I don't know how anyone can like it. But when wrestling's good, I don't. I don't know why people don't love it. I don't know how people don't love it. This is so good. I mean, yeah, so 
This entire night, I'm just thinking, oh, you know, this fucking rematch between... Watch your feet. Yep. You're on the court. Uh, you know, what was going to happen with Bailey and Charlotte, but I was going, nah, there's no way that they're going to yeah. change the... I mean, but I thought there's a chance because they keep doing that on TV where they keep uh, changing the titles, you know, just giving it to somebody else besides Charlotte. Um, but I don't know. There were a couple of more segments between this, but I stopped watching before the main event. I mean, the only thing that we're skipping over here is uh, is Cesaro, Enzo Amore. Yeah, that's what it was. Which, fuck that noise. Um, I hate... I, sorry, I love Cesaro. I hate Enzo so much. I hate him so much, we're not going to talk about him anymore. Yeah, no, fuck it. Um, so, the main event uh, was Bailey versus Charlotte. And I was shocked. Because that was a pay-per-view caliber match um Meltzer pointed something out that I found really interesting mm. um whenever Charlotte lands the moonsault she's going to lose the fight uh so it's like she's gotta tell like her dad every time he went up to the top rope he always I think there's 16 times Flair did not fuck up a top rope move in his career so that yeah. was always his thing yeah that's the tell um, so yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I mean, I don't know. This is, well, and this time Charlotte landed the moonsault from the fucking barrier. Yep. Um, they did that. And then, um, fucking Bailey goes up for a, for a macho man, uh, elbow, elbow drop. drop. Yep. And that's cool. It's very cool. Um, and then the spot in the end, fucking Bailey puts her in a, uh, in a figure four. Dana Brooke comes out, sabotages that, and the ref doesn't see it. So then Charlotte locks in the figure four into the figure eight. And then Sasha Banks comes out and just fucking decks Charlotte in the face with a fucking crutch. Um, yeah. And then... That's pretty intense. Bailey lands a, uh, a Bailey to belly. Um, and then one, two, three, pin. And it was a shock... It was a great TV moment, um, but should the trigger have been pulled now on this? Um, yeah, I. Uh, okay, so I think that we've talked about fans taking things more seriously than the company does, and I think some of the time this is uh, not necessary for the fans to take. You know what I mean? Like, oh, every individual loss, maybe fans sweat more than they need to. I think the company seriously undervalues what people think of your first time winning the championship. Like, there's that that moment of becoming that next level where you are a former world champ. I think people still kind of take that more seriously than the company tends to. So, yeah, we'll see where they go with the story. Always, it could be something okay. I'm much more inclined to ride this out now that we've seen like it's such a great segment immediately mm. before. But, um, yeah, this is a WrestleMania moment kind of that was pulled four weeks too early. Yeah, you sort of cheapen the both of them if you do two of them back to back. 
Or, I mean, no, because Charlotte, Charlotte wins it at Fastlane, and then it's a four-way match at Mania. I don't know. I don't know where they go. Um, I mean, good for Bailey. Yes, it's cool. The business is a work, and they'll, the belts don't mean anything, but... But it's still know, exciting. Man. Yeah, no, it's super exciting. And it's real cool. I, it's really funny if you, I wish that somebody could see my note sheet here because it starts out with, um, you know, just note after note is like, you know, getting more and more heated just in terms of, uh, Raw supposed to be the shitty show and they really kicked it up a notch this week. The past two weeks have been really good from Raw. Yeah. Um, like I've been captivated nice by what they're going to do. Nice after pay-per-views tend to do okay. They tend to have a solid well, idea. And um I don't know. Uh it's kind of like after SummerSlam, it was really exciting what they did with with Raw and then they just lost the the tone and lost what they were going to do and then all the bad booking with Owens. Well, um but then, and you know, just too much Roman Reigns, of course. You know, it's like it's like it's like all of the storytelling in the business is just bullet points, and people make it up as they go along, rather than people actually scripting things out. You know, right? It's oh wait, hold up. Yeah, they lost it, yeah. but tonight they got it back, and it was pretty incredibly good. satisfying. It was it was pretty okay. Frustratingly satisfying. Um. So yeah, uh, stay with us, and we're going to talk about uh, SmackDown, uh, their show post-Elimination Chamber. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, to SmackDown Live. Have Have you heard about the Grammys this week? <laughs> Adele won everything. Adele won. Uh, Even Adele thinks Beyonce should have won. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey James just robbed Becky Lynch like <laughs> like Adele did Beyonce. Oh, you should my. be glad. We're doing this now and not a few years ago because you'd have to have a Taz impersonation worked up. I know. And Morrow's so... Ooh. It's like being hit like a flying bus. It's like being hit by a flying bus. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Smackdown. This week, uh, we start off with... Uh, Wyatt coming out, delivering a fiery, fiery promo as the entire audience chants, you deserve it. And it was this great moment where he just says, welcome to the era of Wyatt. See, you know, he I think that he had been planning this promo for a very long time. Yeah. Because it was beautiful. Well, so the guy can talk pretty well. Um, and this was like some Shakespearean ass writing. See, and this is... This is good. He sort of wanders sometimes, or Bray Wyatt promos where he just talks a lot of metaphorical shit and doesn't go anywhere. Um, but no, this paid this off was really all well. linked into. But it's moments like this is what I'm talking about. The crowd 
takes the ride with you, whether or not you're a face or a heel. Right. This is his first time. He's been busting his ass for four right. years. And, you know, they love him. And it's a moment and they love it. And he's good. And that's the whole thing is that it doesn't matter if you're a face or it's if you're good. Yeah. And this guy really has I, it's because everybody wants him to be the next Undertaker. They do. You know? Yeah, he's not really a warlock. He's not really a Bayou warlock anymore. But, I mean, he's still got enough of that, that Rob Zombiness. You know, he can, yeah, they could still. and he can. He still has the power of teleportation. So <laughs> he has the power of running in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you how to do this, Randy. At first, you at first you turn, turn out the, the lights, lights and then run second, real fast before run, they turn it back on. Yeah, run real fast, real quiet. <laughs> It always helps, I find, if you open your eyes real big, bug-eyed. As soon as they turn it back on. on. <gasps> oh. um, that was real but good. John Cena, Cena comes, comes out, and that, that, that boy was mad. It was a heel-ass promo. Yeah, yeah, he's real, real fired up. You yeah. deserve it. You but, don't deserve earn it. What do you no. think we mean? What do you think we mean when we chant you deserve it? Because we know we know the work he's been doing. God damn it, John. Yeah. I do like the idea that he's still sort of positioning it like, oh, you brainwashed him. Because at least this sort of, rather than John sort of obliquely is like, well, I know you guys. You and I have had our differences. Every crowd or every town I go to. But I'm still, the champ is here. Like, he actually, I don't know, there's a next level of like, oh, well, you're booing you're booing me and cheering him because he's got you mind-controlled. Yes. So, it's a cute little touch. Yeah, that that is, because it kind of taps into that whole uh, Wyatt superpower thing, which is cool. Which the crowd ch- chants Bible hymns at him. Yes. And that was one excellent moment. So, yeah, it was good. It's real good. Um, So... Yeah, then afterwards, uh, AJ Styles comes out and is like, what the hell, I want a match because I, I beat, beat up, up John, John Cena. Cena. I beat up John Cena all the time, and I know I could beat up Bray Wyatt. And I, I like how one's of a hillbilly warlock, and yet it's just the super athlete's got the, the thicker southern yes. accent. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, That's not even in my character, but I'm still very clearly from Georgia. I'm very I can't clear. help myself. I'm the most southern guy here. That's why I can beat the shit out of you, Bray Wyatt. And I beat up John Cena. <laughs> it's what I do. I still want that eat, sleep, beat up John Cena shirt. <laughs> That's funded. Funded. You know what? Like, comment, and subscribe if you want us to put out an eat, sleep, beat up John Cena shirt. Like, comment, and subscribe if you don't want us to, to make an eat, sleep, beat up John Cena <laughs> shirt. Like, comment, and subscribe if uh, you like don't like comment and subscribe <laughs> like comment subscribe if you do like comment and subscribe um wait we've 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 condemned them to forever just endlessly yes. click and yes. subscribe and unsubscribe the money train comes Come, comes rolling on so, so they have a big john demands his rematch Styles and then Daniel Bryan rematch. comes out and then he's like, you know what, we're going to do a triple threat because uh, I'm out of ideas and you guys fight each other every week. And that's what we do here on SmackDown. And that's just what we do now. I like how Styles made the point to emphasize my one-on-one rematch. Like, maybe they're doing something with that later. 
But like, he, uh, like him getting jipped out of the one-on-one rematch and then fighting Shane McMahon. Uh, I, uh, uh, oh, God, why would you kill me like this? I'm dying. <laughs> well, you know what I think is going to happen? Here's what I think is Rest going to happen, Zach. Rest in peace, Zach. We're wasting John C- uh, AJ here's, Styles' second WrestleMania. Uh, here's what's going to happen. Uh, we, uh, we do Shane McMahon versus uh, AJ Styles. If he wins... Then he gets a title shot, and he ends up fighting Randy Orton at SummerSlam. Because you know that your dick is hard for that Randy Orton-AJ Styles match. I want to see... That would be one. That would be one. How come nobody talks about that? How come nobody talks about how Randy Orton versus AJ Styles would be great? They have both talked about it on Twitter. Yes. Okay. That's it. But well, like nobody else is like I don't hear the melts or like any of these other podcasts being like, Oh my car- vagina is wet cards for this. right now. But it's, but everybody talks about everything. It's like no no no. It's gonna be in the cards and you know that it's coming post mania. It will get there. Why don't we talk about pre mania smackdown that we watched? Eh. Okay. So they're having a three way match. Let's a talk about Yeah, later whatever you fight so let's talk about things that we don't care about Zach since you want to do that uh, American Alpha versus the Ascension I the Ascension actually, looks strong I'm actually very invested to see where they go in the Smackdown title picture uh yeah but because I want to see what the fuck they're gonna do with these Jabba's I don't care about yeah it, it, precisely that's where I'm just like all of the tag team title scene is just filled with a bunch of fucking jobbers. Well, so I love all of these guys because they're silly gimmicks. I love every single one of them. The villains are fun and cool. Um, uh, I like the Ascension because big dumb muscle men and face paint is always fun. Mm-hmm. The Usos are great. The Fashion Police are uh, at least can be both very funny guys. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think they finally remember that the Ascension exists. So that's what they're doing. But really, it gets to the best program you could put on with any of the teams left, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put the Usos back on so we can kind of pay that off. Yeah, which is because good they I need like, to. Yes, because I like angry Usos. I like these heel Usos. So, yeah, that happens, and that's what that is. Um, this entire time, uh, Ambrose is doing uh to Corbin what Seth Rollins said had done to Triple H about eight months ago. Oh, you mean actually like looking for him? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's just immediately and I mean after it happened, immediately going, Where is Buggin' Baron Corbin? Where is he? Where is he? Where is he? And he's going around everywhere. He runs into James Ellsworth and Carmella and says, Hey, you guys seen Baron Corbin? <clears throat> James Hogsworth. James, the big James Hogsworth. Um, <laughs> James, Mr. Big Ugh. Hogsworth. Daniel Bryan, why Damn it, did you Daniel start Bryan. that? <laughs> um, so he's like, hey, hey, how's it going, Hogsworth? James Ellsworth and his enormous penis. <laughs> and uh, that, that's why that's why Carmella's hanging around. Why, okay, okay, context, context. Daniel Bryan said on Talking Smack that everyone calls him James Hogsworth in the locker room. Yeah, but never explain what that was supposed to mean. <laughs> he he gets in the locker room and everybody's just chanting "Big Hog, Big Hog." I assume he has uh, he an has enormous a, dick. He has a fourteen-inch penis flaccid. <laughs> so he's a grower and a shower. <laughs> so 
Yeah, uh, Carmella's like, ugh, you, you gonna let Dean Ambrose talk to you like that? Hell no, you need to, you need to stand up for yourself, Jim. And so then, <laughs> so then I think he's he like, can stand pretty well because he's got a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, James Ellsworth uh, is just like, well, yeah, okay. And then Dean Ambrose is like, okay, well, uh, right. you know what? You know, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, Ellsworth. And then Daniel Bryan comes over and is like, what's the problem here, guys? And then Ambrose goes, I want to beat the shit out of James Ellsworth. And then he goes, you know what? I'm down to watch that. <laughs> so then uh, that's the match that gets set up. Ambrose is the worst friend. I know. Also, is Ellsworth a heel? Yes, he is. Okay. He's right. beating up women. Did he, though? Did he beat them up? I mean, he didn't beat them. He's he tripped interfering one, in women's he, matches. He tripped one lady one time. Yes. Well, I mean, and he's interfered in two other matches besides that. No. Oh. Okay. So, he, you know, they come out. Ambrose is like, they start playing the Ambrose music, and then suddenly Baron Corbin is just dragging Ambrose's limp corpse. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> that was so fucking tight. Oh, my God. So then he picks up Ambrose and throws him through the fucking uh, side stage air mattress <laughs> that has sparks flying yeah. out of it. <laughs> Wired up to the sparklers. <laughs> um, and uh, that's that's all the, the, the ambulance come. What was really weird about that was that it immediately happened. And, uh, oh, yeah. and following... Uh, Tom Phillips is just like, we'll we'll get back to you on updates with this. It's like it just happened. <laughs> They're carrying him out. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting word that Dean Ambrose is, and he's being he's being moved into the the ambulance. We're getting <laughs> reports that he suffered from uh, third degree burns. It literally just happened. He just he just I can see him. I can see him. He's been taken to a local nearby medical facility. Um. So yeah, that's, but whatever. I I also like dumb throwing yeah. into equipment spots. The, yeah, it it was cool. It was great, and they're gonna set up that IC title. And oh man, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be real good. Um, that's gonna be that. Big Corbin WrestleMania. looks like a fucking monster. They're doing him right. Yes, they are. Dude, by having just dragging Ambrose out. That, like, is, that is so good. That shit. is fucking intense. So um, afterward, um, there's a they they cut to this. A segment where Daniel Bryan is talking to Nikki Bella and says like okay I got a I got a plan to handle this situation between you and Natty it's a special match it's gonna be a special match and suddenly Natty comes up and is like what the fuck and then he goes well you're gonna like it too and then they start like fighting again because they just can't keep their hands off of each other and then Daniel Bryan calls security separates them and here's what I heard <laughs> <laughs> here's what I heard I heard him say, next week, you're going to fight in a Falls County River match. <laughs> well, now, <laughs> here are the rules in the Falls so, County River match. So I hear I hear those words, Falls County River match. And I was like, wow, Daniel Bryan is just bringing back the old school tropes. Lumberjack matches, Falls County River okay, matches. so... Um, 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 oh my god, I think it was Jack Swagger and Chavo Guerrero. I think it was when Chavo Guerrero was the ECW champion. Um, no, it was CM Punk, it was CM Punk versus Chavo Guerrero for the ECW championship in the, in the, the Falls County of, in River. the Gulf of Mexico match. <laughs> you won by throwing one of the guys into the Gulf of Mexico. 
Oh, that's amazing. So he gave him the GTS and he jumped off of a pier and dove into some water. So Goddamn. I think it's the Falls County River. You have to throw... You, one of you ladies has to throw the other into the Falls County River. <laughs> Where is that? Who the fuck Who knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> but you gotta throw them into the Falls County River. A so Falls Count Anywhere match. It is a Falls Count Anywhere match because suddenly I heard it, I saw it in writing and went, oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a thing. That's actually exists. <laughs> that actually exists. Because uh. I, I, this is how bad it was, dude. I even fucking Googled it. <laughs> Falls, Falls County? <laughs> is this like some kind of... Is this a bunkhouse brawl? What is this, some WCW shit? Yeah, I was like, oh, is this, this is some old school what's, shit. Was this the first stage of war games? I don't... Daniel Bryan's bringing out the oh sleeper hits. Ooh. Ooh. Hmm. <laughs> fucking, so, yeah. fucking throwback Tuesday. Uh, we, we, we need that Falls County River match shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pitching you three shirt. I'm pitching you gold, and you give nothing yeah, to the no, show. Yeah, no bullshit. You know what you give me? You know what you give me? You give me bullshit. It's a fucking uncharismatic botch lords. That's uncharismatic what, that's what botch lords eat, sleep, beat up John Cena. Okay, John Cena's name is. We could not use John Cena, but I like the Falls County River. The Falls County River match. Nikki and Natty are in a Falls County anywhere match next week. <laughs> it's gonna moving be on. Um. So. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Mickey James rematch, and uh, Mickey won this time, so it's better. Yeah, cool. It's there's still it's still a perfectly fine TV match. They can work. Yeah. So now they suddenly remembered that they needed a heel to fight Naomi after after Alexa Bliss gets her rematch. Yeah, then fails. Uh, yeah, Naomi was injured, so there's a uh, Bliss match. Next yeah, week. so the the rematch with Bliss is next week, which is like okay, fine. Uh, I I love that Bliss is like playing like oh the injured the injuries fake because it's, that was exactly what she was doing the in the program before with Becky. Yes, she's very heelish. And uh, on talking <laughs> smack, her realization that horrible fuck up. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots lost. The Patriots lost, and then actually they won. <laughs> is is Daniel Bryan a bully? Probably. <laughs> is he a bully? Does does is he, he did making... not let her live that down well, for the rest he... of the fucking show. like she was already long gone. Yeah. And then Apollo Cruz comes back and is just like, yeah, th- how, how you doing, Apollo? Yeah, pretty good. I heard yeah. the Patriots. <laughs> you hear about those Patriots? <laughs> Daniel Bryan would not let her live down the Patriots, and he's making fun of James Ellsworth's tiny penis. Is he a is he a bully? <laughs> tiny penis. Well, uh, apparently Ellsworth is packing. Allegedly. But what if he isn't? What if he's making fun of him on national he's television? He's bullying him on national television. I don't know if I can like Daniel Bryan anymore. <laughs> I can. <laughs> because he's making fun of people? Because he's a dick? Yes. Yeah, that's fair. The people voted for the president just because he's a dick. And yep. they liked him for that. And his tiny hands. And his tiny hands. Cena versus Styles versus Wyatt in a three-way dance. Uh, this was a very good match. So, here's my problem. One problem. Because you don't like good things. That's your problem. One one problem. This is it. This is my only problem. Is So, between Royal Rumble, then to Elimination Chambre, well. and then into this episode of SmackDown, uh, the John Cena-AJ Styles pairing 
is good, but is tired. Okay. Well, because the issue that I'm having here is, um, f- in this match, about five minutes in, the near falls started, and they just didn't fucking stop for the next twenty minutes. That's a good match. That's a recipe for good match. Everyone hits their moves and kicks out of their moves. Yeah, but that's just WWE. Like that's indie style, baby. Is it? No. Yeah, lots of rapid fastballs. I mean, it's it's fun and it's great, but because the formula was set up for me, I'm just like, and these are the same moves. And the problem is, is that now that I've been watching Cena do this, I'm just kind of like, uh, you start to notice uh, the seams in yeah. how he performs because it's the same moves that he's pulling out. Like, you go, oh, I didn't see that before, and then he just keeps using that for the next three matches. Yeah. You know? well, oh, Cena learned a new move in his playbook, and then he just keeps using that move. Yeah. Well, the, what was it, the half Nelson slam, and then the... We I don't want... It. I don't want just a cool move, and then a near fall, and then a kick out, and then it continues. I want a story. Like, I actually want something to be told in terms of pace, in terms of, you know, like, slow down, pick up, what slow down. What does it mean? Like, what... What is this hammerlock supposed to represent? <laughs> this needs to represent. How does he feel? <laughs> how does how, he feel how being does he in feel that headlock? In this moment? Yeah, yeah. Is this a metaphor? <laughs> but what is the Styles Clash truly? What's the subtext of the Styles Clash? What styles are clashing? What attitude needs adjusting? Who is Sister Abigail? Wait. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, shut up, everyone. <laughs> but um, no, we will not. They they will not do Sister Abigail identity. That's I, dumb. I, I hope. I hope they never do. But um, uh, yeah, Sister no, Abigail was... move. Speaking of, is booked really strong, and then he did it on both of those guys, and then he wins. Yeah, no, but it was good. He specifically pinned. What happened was is that um, uh, Styles was ready to do the the forearm, and got shoved out of the ring, got thrown out of the ring. Um, and he got the, the hit, he hit his move and pinned Cena. Cena. That was very, that was good because you, they're really laying into giving him wins over people, over everyone. And especially the more times, a couple of wins over Cena made AJ Styles, you know? So, right. I'd I'd argue Wyatt needs that more right now, so he can pin him a couple of times. And it's good that they're they're keeping Sister Abigail building that back up as protected because it was sort of kind of got weak for a little while. Very good match. Um, yeah, and then afterward, Randy Orton comes out and he bows down to Bray Wyatt, and he says very he specifically, says, "Yes, as long as you are the master and I am the servant, I will not fight you. I refuse to fight you," which is. Uh, very good. I kind of enjoy that they're actually going to... It's it's sort of weird for promotion, but I think... it's. I say it's weird. It's strange in the context of what WWE normally does, which is to say promote the shit out of everything ahead of time to the point of yeah. no drama. Like, well... You rem- well, I just... The fact that they're going to uh, honestly run with the idea that... Or try to sell us on the idea that... Orton's not going to fight him. I mean, they're just not going to do it. They're having a battle royal next week to to figure out who's the actual WrestleMania contender. Um, and this is when Styles wins it, 
and then Orton says he wants the fight. Shane gives Orton the fight, and then Shane fights Styles. I don't know. That's what happens. I don't know. I'm telling you. I think I'm calling it now. I think Orton runs interference so that there is no WrestleMania match. Um, but the fact that they're willing to run with the story when they they let CM Punk leave the company when his contract expired with the title for all of 24 hours before they tried to make a new one. Like, I don't know. It shows that they're willing to kind of play with this now. And I think it's always a nice touch. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm genuinely a little intrigued to see how they stretch this out for the next couple of weeks. I don't know if I'm as intrigued with the match. Seeing Orton and Wyatt again. But I think maybe Randy yeah. just wasn't into it in their first program go around. Because I don't know, that dude is flaky as fuck. You don't get that. You don't get shit out of him unless he's into it. You know. And I mean, I sort right. of get it, but whatever. You know. We'll I see. mean, he's been very unmotivated, but I've been liking him in the Wyatts. Oh no, so. I think I think this has invigorated both all, all, everyone. Everyone who has been involved in this has been. Uh, reinvented right and it's exciting um so yeah that's smackdown this week um, Smackdown also very good yeah, also we'll post, see what happens it's fine yeah yeah it's good. Post pay-per-view weeks are pretty good the and, problem that i'm having with smackdown is that the lower card is not it's very obviously not as strong as the yeah main the, event. It, it is it's a main event driven show and the i don't know they'll and it's the there. reverse on Raw. A lot of the main event scene on Raw, because it's Roman Reigns, <laughs> is terrible. And then the lower card, you're like, oh, I'm excited for this. Are we going to you know? go back to cheering him when Roman Reigns finally does turn heel? Uh, yes. I will cheer it. What if they do something where he still actually gets genuine heel heat? Boy, I hope he does something. I hope he, like... Like pinning the Undertaker, like pinning the Undertaker, and then retiring Daniel Bryan on his return match, and um, taking a dump on the ghost of Andre the Giant. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. He digs up fabulous moolah and fucks her corpse. <laughs> I'm absolutely hundred percent cutting that out. <laughs> I am a hundred, one hundred, one hundred percent. That is not making it to the air. I like SmackDown because it's a two-hour show, and the bad parts are usually over much quicker, and there's less of them. Even though the low card is kind of more blah um, than Raw, so it's it was. This is a good week for both WWE shows. Good job. Yes, and uh, we'll stay tuned. NXT and rant time. Right, here we go. We are back for NXT. 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 Uh, NXT. All right. Um. So we we uh, we open with a squash match by the Authors of Pain over Garrett. What Garrick Spears, Garrison Spears, and Lance Anawaii. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, development talent. The jobbers do their jobbing, and the authors of Pain hit all their moves, and it's and they hit fine. the power bomb toast, and it's great. Uh. So then afterward. 
Uh, tall Australians versus Liv Morgan and Ember Moon. We had yeah, uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, and I do I I'm still you know my I'm still kind of kind of warming up on them. I'm warming up on Billy Kay and Ember Moon and or Billy Kay and Peyton Royce and uh, Ember Moon is now getting uh, real heat. Yeah, she's people are starting to kind of get into her. Um, I Billy Kay still looks like she's stung by a bee some weeks to me. I don't know why. If I'm just an idiot or um, yeah, she's got kind of a swollen face. Swollen sometimes. I don't know, and that's like whatever. I bad get it. Botox. I mean, no, I mean, whatever. Ain't no, no, he's perfect. I ain't judging. It's just like. It reminds me of the time uh, our dog swallowed a, 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 a bumblebee. Yeah, and their face was fucking it swollen. Was fucking ridiculous. That was hilarious. Um, I'm still not sold on Liv Morgan, and I don't know if anyone else is either. She's spunky, and she's... And she's definitely Carmella. Some people have to hang around in developmental longer than others. It's cool. So, what else? Um, uh, now the DIY had come out, and they cut a promo. Yep. And they're like, hey, we want our match. Um, yeah. The Authors of Pain come out, and then they say, hey, you'll get it in two weeks. And yep. Ellering is big and scary. God damn. Uh, when the Authors of Pain enter and Ellering comes out first, it's like, it is legitimately menacing. They've, they've got the presentation kind of together, finally. And is, this is this is, is what NXT is for. If they move them to the main roster, is Ellering going to join them? I have to assume. Oh, because that's going to be good. That's going to be real nice. Yeah, no, it's a whole it's a whole nice package they've figured out for them. They finally got like their good like individual tactical tights and then their jackets and the whole and the scary titantrons and then the good the music. And it's all good. Yeah, you can see you cuz you see these things grow if you've watched, you know, throughout. Yeah. Yeah, so it's good. So uh, DIY, DIY can... is like oh, I want the rematch and then uh, fucking the revival like comes out in two weeks or, mm-hmm. and then the revival ambush DIY from behind yeah because the Wrestlemania takeover match is still Authors of Pain versus the revival yep I think you do the three way I think you have to make it a six man tag that'd be crazy well, it's Mania so after that there was a Cassius Ono promo. yeah Cassius Ono return promo um, I'm kind of sad that they're going with Cassius Ono. I'd rather just him be Chris Hero. Uh, because then we could keep the... Because Cassius Ono ain't nothing to fuck with. Doesn't rhyme. Doesn't keep in tune like it should. Um, the rhythm doesn't work out. But it's cool. He's back. Yeah, but... Chris Hero ain't nothing to fuck with. It's good. It's... I mean, it's just a Wu-Tang Clan thing. Well, I know, so but they probably cool. can't even do that. Well, but that's half his... That's half his shtick. He's a fat guy with long hair that comes out that has Wu-Tang and wears uh, throwback jerseys all the time. Oh, yeah. and did I forget? He fucking elbows you until you die. Yeah. But, I mean, they're just going to go with that, except it's going to be hip-hop and him just going, Oh, no. Oh, I'm a wrestling hipster. Um, It'll be good. I love yep. fat Chris Hero. Chris Hero's great. Uh, yeah, and those titties all out. It's he he doesn't. Time. He's not a titty fat guy. He's a he's he's a belly. It's a fat guy. it's a beer belly. He's guy. a beer belly fat guy, but he still wears the tights. God bless him. He gets out there and he does it. And, and you know you know who hangs out and lets it all hang. Damo, Damo. Oh, that big baby motherfucker. Oh, and um, Ty Dillinger. Uh, I forgot about that. Ty Dillinger like delivers this uh, little interview. You know, where he's just like, let's talk about Royal Rumble, and then suddenly gets fucking mauled by insanity. I thought that was last week. 
Was it? Uh, yeah, that was last week. Yeah, good but job. fucking, but fucking, uh, they they showed a recap of that. Oh yeah, no, this is a bunch of recap you know, footage. They're, they're building everything back up for you yeah, know, yeah, like oh that. hey, that exists. Um, um, you know, and just just seeing Damo do his fucking, you know, yeah, his big splash is cool. He's a big, you know, but he's a big old hairy man. Hey, 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 let's have another installment of. I found out why they have where they came up with their team names. Oh, okay, Sanity. The SA comes from Sawyer Fulton. Mm-hmm. The NIT is Nikki Cross. Oh, and then the Y is Eric Young. Young, Young. Yeah. Huh. Well then. And that's all I've got for today. Da, 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 da. Hey, did you guys know that hey, Luke Harper you... isn't really bald? Yeah, that I'm sorry. That just terrifies me every time I think about it. I mean, mm. it just, I don't know. I'm here to kill the mystique, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's um, cool. Uh, but, but we wind up, we wind main up this. Event. Yeah, we wind I up this asked episode. you, is this, is this going to be the last match? And you're like, no. I was I, like, this is a motherfucking 30-minute match. Bro, I figured it would be the last match. I figured they'd have a promo or something after. But no, we have our first um, uni- uh, intercontinental. Fuck. We have our first UK championship. We have our first South American Way championship. Way to go. We have our first European Union championship defense. Br- the uh, the Brexit belt. Um, they uh, it, Tyler Bate versus Trent Seven. Mustache Mountain explodes. Mustache Mountains. Um, yeah, it was fun. They gave them a whole half hour to work with. And it was British strong style. Yeah, I mean, they, a lot of Japanish yeah, kind of spots. Yeah, they shit out of each other. A lot of those spots. I love it where... You know, one of them can't knock it down. And he's like, "Oh, try it again." And then, I love it. I love. I love it. Strong yeah, that shit's good. good. It was cool. Uh, these guys work really well together, which of course they should because they're partners and one trained the mm-hmm. other, and they've been working together for years. But um, bait kicked out of a rainmaker. It's not a rainmaker. It's a seven stars lariat. <laughs> it's a rainmaker. You know how fucking petty that company is. That they're like. Do the Rainmaker. Oh, and you're Trent Seven, so call it the Seven... Unless he actually has called it the Seven Stars before, then I'm just being uncharitable to the WWE. But I assume... I'm going to assume... My headcanon is that they said, hey, use the Rainmaker, or he did the Rainmaker, and they said, oh, we're going to call it the Seven Stars Lariat because Omega and Okada just had a six-star match, and we can do better. Right. It was a it was a nice match though, but, but it was the, an Omega the, Okada. Yeah, but yeah, but bait bait seven was actually was pretty good. They gave them time and they let everyone do all their spots. And that that bait wave thing is so good. It's adorable. It's just it's, it's adorable. so very. He comes out and he just does the way, hello, and then everybody's just waving back. It's charming. It's just it's so gentle. Yeah, it's very uh, very just classic. Very. Um, Stiff upper lip. I enjoy it. But they have a good match, and they hit each other real hard, and he hits the Tyler Driver 97. And then that's the end of the show. It's true. It's true. I'm it excited to see show. more Trent Seven. Such a short NXT this week, and yeah, most weird. of it was recap. And they fucking... And you know what they showed on the website after the fact? What? Was them interviewing Pete Dunne. And he's like, Pete Dunne, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I gotta make a name for myself, and I'm coming to NXT to wrestle. And then William Regal, like, creeps up behind him and he's like it's all well and good for you to make a name for yourself but that was the UK tournament and this is NXT so 
watch yourself. Pats him on the shoulder. And speaking of strong style, um, quick disclaimer, I know we said at the end of the last episode that there would be some New Japan this week. Uh, I gotta push that another day. And you're gonna get it as a special um, Fight Forever mini-sode. Uh, yep. We're gonna cover the two new beginning shows because Colin doesn't watch New Japan, and I gotta teach him strong style to watch it. So yep. I've only watched Wrestle Kingdom. I'm so. gonna, you you watched like three matches on Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, and but, I made you watch those. Yeah, but they you're gonna do it again. They were nice. They were good. Yeah, it's just it's nice. such an exhausting commitment. Uh, you're gonna watch. Boom. You're gonna watch some Japanese men hit each other oh. really, really, really hard. Uh, there goes my entire Friday. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, now that we've got that out of the way, stay tuned tomorrow for that. Um, I need to jump on my soapbox here for a minute and, uh, talk about, uh, some things that really don't piss me off this week. Well, you know what really grinds my gears? What really, uh, grinds my pussy is... Gross. gross. Um is uh, this week especially just because of um I believe from NXT uh SmackDown Raw and Elimination Chamber I've heard a lot of comments um and I mean for months I've been hearing this and it kind of bothered me and I've kind of put it more into words after listening to Wrestling Observer like uh, the Meltzer Alvarez uh complaints about it uh, what culture complains about it um you know, several other wrestling podcasts are, you know, talking about these crowds and all the bullshit chants and just going, guys, this isn't a play, you know, for, for instance, um, Meltzer is talking about, well, you know, Nikki Bella is talking about alleged tingling in her limbs and the crowd repays her by, uh, chanting 10 in that double count out after that superplex that she did. You know, she's putting herself on the line and people are still being dicks. And, um, you know, or, you know, the Stone Cold Whats or, um, or Bray Wyatt when he won the championship and they went, you deserve it. Naomi too, you deserve it. And, you know, they're saying that that's a stupid chant because, uh, you know, they won the title, you know, of course they deserve it. Or, you know, it's, it's all a work and it's a stupid fucking belt that means nothing anyway. Cause it's just whatever the writers decide. Um, it's shitty, uh, because these people are enjoying themselves, you know, they're coming out here and you know, we can, it's not even about like, Oh, they paid for this. no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that this is a sporting event. This is not, you're not, we're not sitting at a movie theater. We're not sitting at a fucking play, you know, where you're going to distract the actors. No wrestlers are trained to ignore crowds and plow through that shit to tell the story that they're going to tell because the crowd is going to do what they will. Yeah. And a good wrestler can control the crowd. Well, and it's 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 fun to be part of it. It's supposed to be interactive. Right. So well, I mean it's just my deal with this whole situation is just telling people, hey, 
Let people enjoy things, you fucking pricks. You know, it's one thing in the Jericho rant when he talked about, uh, you know, like, if I ever get inducted into the Hall of Fame, like, fucking I'm going to be pissed if people are chanting. Like, it's the Hall of Fame that's actually trying to be a sentimental moment and, like, a retrospective on somebody's dedication to this craft. That's one thing. But when it comes to these actual matches, people enjoy themselves and they have fun doing these things. I don't care what somebody says and like, oh, I mean, they just do it just because it's a thing. You know what? Maybe people would do it less if you had better talent and you had better matches and people were actually silently captivated, you know? And if you want people to be silently captivated and do that, then go to fucking Japan where they do that and they just clap at shit. Yeah, well, like, okay. I'm sort of two minds because... I'm sort of two minds about this because it's fun to play along and boo. I mean, it's it's genuinely enjoyable to kind of do it and play your part of the role of the of the show to do your thing, what you're supposed to do, your end of the bargain as the audience. It's fun to do that. But it's also, I guess by the same token, fun to kind of like boo at whoever you want and all that shit. It's cool. Um, but it, like you said, the fundamental point is interactivity. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess I've paid the ticket so I can be sort of obnoxious up until the point of being too obnoxious. You know, there's a certain amount of leeway people have. If the crowd, and we talked about this earlier, if the crowd, the crowd taking an unexpected reaction can meaningfully elevate anything, you know? Like, a hot crowd will always make a match better than a dead crowd. Um, moments when crowds kind of go off on their own, like at that WrestleMania when they started chanting uh, hymns at Bray Wyatt, it was like, fuck, that gave his character an entirely fucking dimension that they hadn't done, that I don't think anyone considered, and it really fucking sold him as a character. Um better than what they had been before like he yeah. it was a net positive like that's and something the crowd added to the show that wasn't there before the name of our damn show yeah comes from a chant that people bitch about now well okay so there's a thing there's a difference between is it overexposed which it can be you deserve it i don't know i don't have a problem with you deserve it cuz i i feel like I don't have a problem with whatever somebody decides to well, chant or what the crowd decides I mean, to unify around, you know? Even I feel, if I disagree, it's like, eh, I mean, I disagree, but, yeah, I mean, you know, I feel like they're having fun. I feel like... It doesn't interfere we, with my enjoyment of the match. Well, I feel like we go on the same... We as an audience take a journey with these people, these performers, through their careers. So, yes, everyone knows it's fake, and it's just a writer's decision, but the fact that the company sees in you a worthwhile investment in their time, you know, is maybe a couple of degrees, um, removed from it being a meaningful, you were a good sportsman and did sports the best and fought real good or got the most points, but it's still an emotional moment. You know, it's something that people can like hang their hat on and invest in. Right. Um, Fight Forever was a really special moment, dude. Like, I I had fucking... I hadn't been... The last wrestling I saw 
was Saturday night's main event in 2006 when they came to the American Airlines Center. There was a DX versus the Spirit Squad on that. I think Cena versus Edge happened. And um, the only other thing I remember on that show is Paul London went over Rene Dupree in the dark match. Um, so I hadn't gone to wrestling in a decade and a half. I was just content to read it, read recaps and watch highlights on YouTube. Um, frankly, um, getting the idea of getting to see Shinsuke Nakamura in person fucking sold me on going to NXT Dallas. Yeah. And I mean, I had always liked Generico. Like he was real cool. Sami Zayn's a cool guy. He wasn't why I was going. I was there for Nakamura, but like. I knew it would be a cool, tight-ass match. And it was. That whole show was so fucking fun, and I got into it. It was great. It was a great moment. And you didn't, like, want it to end. Like, it was a genuine fucking thing that we felt in that fucking crowd. Like, just go on. And it was... It was... I can understand why people are mad about it now, because it's sort of... I don't think it's bad so much as overexposed. You know what I mean? I think that's what people get tired of. But the deal is, is that it's... Like, it's still a genuine moment in the crowd. And I think people don't connect with it the same way when they're watching on TV. And guys like Meltzer or Alvarez or podcasters, you know, all these guys have to watch so much fucking wrestling. So they hear people, crowds of all different levels, chanting, this is awesome for all kinds of awesome and not awesome moves. And you do get tired of it. Right. And it, I've, I'm the kind of person who will wince when people make too much noise in a movie theater. Um, and it's sheer fucking embarrassment. So, like, um, I get it. If the crowd's not really clever as they think they are, it's bad and face palmy. But, man, who gives a shit? But who gives a shit? You know, it adds a new dimension even to watching it because you sit there and you go, oh, this crowd's full of a bunch of idiots. You know, and yeah. that's fun. You know, you get to fucking the crowd gets well, the its own really heat. really fucking into it, like right, like um. And sometimes you get really smarky crowds, and it's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Chicago, twenty eleven, Money in the Bank, when Punk beat out Cena, they fucking did not let up. Like a good crowd makes a match. Good crowd can really turn a good match great and a bad match into okay if they're into right. it. You know. So chants get tiresome, specific means catch on and get tired and die. Um, but whatever, you know, these things happen. It's a shared it's a shared uh, experience, uh, a lingua franca between all of us. You know, we woo when people get chopped. If you take a breath, we chant what in your promo. Uh, now every, we, we count to ten when you punch somebody in the corner. Um, yay boo, yay boo. I guess we all count to ten for everything on a on a ten count now. Yeah, we just scream ten. You know what my favorite one is? We're I think I I I, I guess I first saw it in Britain, but you know what the, my favorite one is right now? Hmm? This match is scheduled for one fall. One fall. <laughs> I enjoy that. Yeah, one. That's, that's fun. One. That's fun. It's just dumb shit. Who cares, man? Yeah, it's. It's a ton of fun. And, you know, and the British crowd, man. The UK tournament. They never shut the fuck up. And it was beautiful. 
I like they were on fire for the entire event. I it's just different crowds express it differently. Like you said in Japan, you get rapt silence in people. You get people chanting for everybody. You know, like low card guys get chanted for. People are there just to see Tiger Mask. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, Britain does soccer chants and they never shut the fuck up. And Americans, you know, will chant whatever the de- whatever WWE crowds have picked up from indie crowds. You know, whatever, man. Like it's it's just it's these things come and go through time. Um, I don't know. It's it, it's possible for crowds to be not clever or go too far. Um, we were watching. We always play wrestling here in the background just for something visual while we talk. Um, we were watching New Year's Resolution. Revolution. Fuck. We were watching New Year's Revolution 2006. And uh, we got an unfortunate reminder of one of the most popular chants of that year. Everyone would not yep. lay off of Lita. Um, slut, 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 slut. And you scream Ugh. Matt. Like, yeah. that was that's, that's just a bad scene. Like, yes, the crowd can chant and comment on what they want. But at a certain point, I will agree there's things we should stop or not. Get As on. a whole, we're a better society, though. So. Yeah. And a more aware society of that sort of thing. And the PG era kind of helps with that. Yeah, you know? no, it's good. So I think, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're deprogramming a lot of rowdiness and bad taste um, from society. Man, whatever. Oh. Fucking, you paid, you paid a ticket, have fun, don't be in a fucking idiot. If you're taking yeah. too much else's fun. It was... You know, I'm I'm just saying the the biggest thing that I have to say about this is uh, wrestling is about the fun of it all. Um, so just let people enjoy themselves and stop being such a dick. That's all that I got. So on that note, what are you, some kind of mark? You gotta take it so fucking seriously. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it doesn't. I, I don't want to take it seriously, and that's why I feel like they should fucking stop taking it seriously. That's the biggest thing. So on that note, uh, we're gonna wrap it up here on Fight Forever. This fucking episode, two hours long. Hey, Jesus. shut up, dude. It'll it'll shrink in post, and uh, oh, gee. I appreciate you not to comment on my length. In front of the audience. Mm, big hog. Big hog. Big hog. So, uh, Zach, what are we available on? What? I mean, parties, bar mitzvahs, uh, weddings. I mean, I'm I'm booked next two Sundays. Yeah. Um. For what? What? For what? Oh, oh I mean, I'm pro- I'll probably just sit around the house in my underwear. Oh, okay. Masturbate a couple of times, you know. So, uh, so during those Sundays, um, how can they find us? Yeah. How can they listen to our podcast? You can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud at fight forever pod. I'm working on the iTunes and a Google play, uh, thing here. There's just stuff I have to do on individual episodes that I hadn't been doing yet. So those are coming soon. Uh, if you've managed to listen to us on SoundCloud, thank you so much for being an early adopter. We love you. Um, we're on Facebook at Fight Forever Pod. We're on Twitter at Fight Forever Pod. Um, we are on YouTube, not yet, at Fight Forever Pod. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I promise that uh, I'll get better at live tweeting a lot of these uh, yeah, wrestling events. Yeah, we're here to talk about anything. That's honestly that's kind of why I like the Facebook groups of people. And there's no, um, I guess, idea. There's no assumption of you're going to be up to the minute. Twitter's a lot of fucking commitment when I'm trying to watch and take notes on wrestling. Also, tweeting right. is hard. Um, but yeah, that's it. Um, everybody have a good ass week and uh, I'll see y'all on 